Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Pies Podcast. Tights and Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Yes, you did know what song that was. I'm Taka Shango, Hal Lublin, <laughs> and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Rat Lang Syne, Daniel Radford. What does Odd Lang Syne mean? I don't think anyone knows. Old time's sake. No, Julian. Time sake. No one knows. Just say no one knows. No one knows and will ever know and it's... can never know. Because if anyone ever solves that mystery, it's over for us. It's over yeah. for these bitches. Sorry. Oh, did I just trigger something? It's old. Did I yes. do something terrible? Yes. Sorry. You just... That's how you unleash the demigorgon. Yeah. Exactly. It's old English for Thanks, Stonehenge. Julian. Nobody knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's Latin for go fuck yeah. yourself. I mean, it is Scottish, and everything Scottish means go fuck yourself. And I say that with nothing but love for my Scottish compatriots. I love you all. You are my family. We all know what we mean. We are family, <laughs> like a giant tree. Also, that was the woman whose nationality rhymes with shitish, Lindsay Kelly. <laughs> Uh, well, as a dual citizen now, <laughs> like, mm. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I love Both that I them. just... It's great, spiritually and literally. <laughs> in our group text, I'm constantly looking for opportunities to drop in rhymes with shit. I mean... <laughs> I love that something so iconic has happened to you recently, Hal. This is one of those things that you're going to carry with you for your entire life. Like, we're all going to be sat it's in a the core old memory. people's home. We're going to be waiting for our pills one day. Mm. And they're going to be like, Al, are you okay? Do you need anything? You're like, well. And it's we're going to laugh. And none of the nurses are going to laugh. <laughs> but we're going to laugh because we're going to know. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. I'm, so, I'm having a moment. <laughs> Danielle, welcome back. We're now combined hello, hello. once more <clears throat> into the Voltron of wrestling podcasting. The Titan. Except no others. <laughs> And hey, good thing it was a slow news week. Not much to talk about. I guess we could just skip the news. <laughs> Should we just do that? I mean, I wish we could. <laughs> I wish yeah. we could. Vince McMahon forces his way back into being chairman of the board. Stephanie McMahon retires officially. She pieces out. She's continuing the break that she took initially when Vince was being investigated. Nick Khan is now the sole CEO of the company. Vince McMahon claims he's there just for increasing shareholder equity. Sure. Mm -hmm. And ne negotiating a sale of the, of, of the company, which set Twitter oh, on like, fire. There's no one else that could do that, is there, Vince? There's no other people better qualified than you, yeah. random old man who's never sold their company before. Well, not like this. Oh, sorry. No, he only knows about buying things. He knows about I buying things and selling them for scraps. He doesn't know about like... There's literally people you hire to do this and they've done that. They don't need him. They don't, yeah. they don't need they him. They don't need him. I don't need him. We don't need him. It's like our mom's taking our shit dad back. We're like, why? We were getting along so well without him. We had mm -hmm. Uncle Paul was hanging out <laughs> and we really liked Uncle Paul. Why are you bringing dad back? We didn't like dad. None of us were happier then. We're all happier with Uncle Paul. 
Sorry. I've no. taken this so badly. I've taken it's, this Look, so I can't. I literally had to like set myself on like a freak out a meter of like, okay, you're not allowed to freak out about this thing until this thing is official. And you're not allowed to freak out about that thing until this thing is official. Because that way, because like I was not going to let myself, I came so close to going down like the wrestling spiral that everyone was going down this week. And I was like, I can't afford it. I have, I have work to do. I can't, get, I can't get caught up in this right now. People are suing him now. Like they're suing him over what he just did for his ouster that's right this is bonkers right this was like not the third act twist that i was expecting no no i didn't see it coming no and the three big rumors for who could be acquiring who's in the mix i won't say oz because i did put i did put us out there on twitter to see if we could get a conglomerate together i had very few takers i will say that (laughs) (laughs) very few people were prepared to come in with us I don't like to comment on ongoing business negotiations that I'm having. And, and nor should you, but I do want to just put it back out there yeah. into the space that we are available to uh, jump in on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if people are prepared to get behind us. <laughs> you yeah, know, we're I ready. Have, I have some free time at the end of the year that I just really feel like post-mania we could, could really help them out. I'm also willing to buy AEW. I put out money for that. We could do a lot of great stuff there. Mm-hmm. If you have a wrestling company that you think that we should run, you let us know. <laughs> Hit, call the hotline. It's that easy. <laughs> call 1-900-976-SOUL. <laughs> Here are the three the three big names that have gone around. First is a, is a Saudi investment pool that was rumored to be a done deal. That, of course, turned out to be false. Kind of unsurprising. Bullshit. Number one, the story... Just reeked of this is not true because of the amount of time that it takes to make that kind of purchase and things yeah. have to be filed. It was just more complicated for people to be like, it's dumb, but that's like a yeah. whole huge SEC thing because you've got to take it private. You've got Correct. to work out the share price. You have to like ask the other investors if they're cool with it. Yes, he's 100%. the major shareholder, but when I was but a child, I bought my granddad a share in Manchester United, which you could do. I, I guess you probably can still do that with sports teams that are public. Like you buy a like celebration yeah. yeah just like one share and you get they send you a frame and it's like you own a share in the club and it's adorable mm-hmm. and then when uh, the monstrous glazer family apologies if you're listening i don't think they are uh <laughs> but when they came in and bought my new like granddad just got a check <laughs> and i was like i want that fucking check i bought this share and it sucked because it was like oh he doesn't own his one share anymore but there was a whole thing they couldn't just buy it there's a whole yes. thing so I've had so many people messaging me being like, fuck the WWE, fucking Saudis. I'm like, there's a whole thing. And specifically, fuck Vince. I must remind you again, yeah. this is not the company as a whole making this decision. Johnny Gargano and Sami Zayn aren't sat in the back going like, you know what? Let's take that Saudi money. It's Vincent. And Stephanie doesn't want it. We've already seen reports of it. Also today, I guess like she posted this picture where she broke her ankle. And I was like, what did you destroy in that office? <laughs> I hope it was the T-Rex head. I hope she kicked it off the fucking you wall. I hope something. she super kicked the T-Rex head off. The wall. It was, no, she got mad and kicked the trash can that draws puked in and beyond the mat. <laughs> and I won't hear anything else. I won't. I'll, he's I'll got, believe he's nothing gotta, else. He's got He's got it. Uh, I was just one more thing, if uh, if you don't mind, I'm holding the trash can up to him for a <sighs> meeting. But the other news is about Nick Khan meeting with Bob Iger, who is the CEO of Disney, who is back. Uh, at Disney, along with the president of ESPN, which is an interesting idea. ESPN, I'm sure it would fall under the ESPN umbrella, 
That would be an interesting merger. Even if there's smoke there, I don't really think that there's fire, but it is an interesting choice. Disney is one of the few companies that could purchase them. Yeah. And the fact that they are generally more family-friendly fits in their brand portfolio. Like, now their brand ranges from, you know, uh, Bambi to the Deadpool films. So, like, they, it, WWE fits in there. There's a bigger umbrella for Disney now. And I've had this conversation with a couple of industry people in LA who, like a lot of people here, and this is not a, an insult to anyone, but a lot of people think of Disney. We all think of Disney. And the first thing you think of is Mickey Mouse, Disney, Disney. Sure. But when you look at Disney, the brand abroad, mm-hmm. so we have Hulu here, but internationally they have Disney Star that carries a lot of Hulu content. So um, I was trying to think of an example, but something that would have been on Hulu here... Um, that may have been on the FX umbrella or FX on Hulu, that would be on Disney Star in the UK it's and in other international sunny. territaries. Like yeah, that. so something like mm-hmm. much darker that you would not associate with Disney, something much more adult. The Bear, that perfect example. So something like that would be on Disney Star. So that brand in the international territories does carry the Disney name and they are actively seeking out content to put out internationally on that platform and eventually the rumor is that it will become disney star here eventually we won't have hulu it will just all roll in disney plus and hulu will combine to be disney star and it will be their global brand fine with that surprise it hasn't happened already to be honest when you look at it from that perspective a purchase of wwe would make absolute sense because then you would have it sit next to espn on the disney star hub they have the capacity to do international touring they already do it with things like disney on ice They have Mm -hmm. global touring shows. They have Broadway shows. They have all of that infrastructure in place. It would be a very natural fit, I think. The weird question there is what happens to the TV rights? They're going to be on USA for a while. They have still several years left on Fox. Fox, the television network, is not owned by Disney because they already own ABC. I don't see SmackDown showing up on ABC anytime soon. I'm sure there are other instances of shows like Family Guy and American Dad are still on Fox the network, yeah. but they are Disney-owned shows, so Disney mm-hmm. is... Yeah, and they can be, you know, you can be a... Disney produced doesn't have to mean Disney aired. Like, ABC produced yeah. doesn't have to mean ABC aired. So, you know, there's different ways around it. And also, like we say, globally, it's going to be a completely different conversation. There's different yeah. Yeah. production companies on different streamers all over the world. But I, that... I mean, I honestly think Disney does make probably the most sense. Because I, I also, I was, you know, on the, like, NBC, please save us, save us from this. But... <laughs> Do they have the capacity to host a global event and the live touring and all of that stuff in the way that Disney does, where you can just plug straight into a machine? Do we? Do I, am I? Am I advocating for this? Absolutely fucking not. We're still on the table, friends. Yeah, this could yeah. still be a tights and fights production. WWE X tights and fights. I'm. Yes. I don't want. I'm just saying. I also wouldn't hate going to Disneyland and going into WWE World. I would yeah. enjoy that. I, it does make the most sense. They also have the money to do it. Right. But, you know, in any case, whoever buys it, it's going to be different. The other conversation of someone who's in the mix would be Tony Khan, who would be looking to merge it with AEW. <sighs> Isn't that the funniest fucking thing you've uh... ever heard? Doesn't that feel like a, like a, a no disrespect to any? I'm trying to figure out the right ratio here. I was going to say like a marble trying to buy a basketball, but let's say it's a marble trying to buy a pool ball. Like it's bigger. Yeah. Hal, he's got his dolls. Now he needs the official playset. He needs the. He wants the dream house. He wants the castle Grayskull. Like yeah. he needs it. He needs it. Yeah. The dumb thing to me about that approach 
she says as though it's all dumb. It's it's not all dumb. <laughs> I totally get it. They're a family that own a lot of stuff and they have a ton of money. I would totally understand it from a business perspective if they were like, we already dipped a toe in this wrestling business and, and it's working out for us. If it mm-hmm. is, we don't fucking know. And then they were like, hey, let's just fucking buy this and have it. And then we own the other things. But I wouldn't fuck with it. I already have my thing that I fucked with and created and played and looks been created in my image, in my own <laughs> image, Tony. <laughs> Lit- no, well, not literally, because Tony is actually like of color. Why would you want to merge them? Wouldn't you want to keep the two things and be like, okay, we own this thing now, but it's already no. huge and massive. And, and also you can't turn it around. It's the fucking Titanic. Like you, you're not gonna- Not getting it through the Suez Canal. <laughs> No, no. Can we just not even pretend for a second that there hasn't been a moment where Tony Khan has put himself to sleep or in another state with the phrase running through his head, the name on the contract said Khan, but it didn't say Nick Khan. It said Tony Khan after showing up on Raw. I feel like that's what Tony yells out at the moment of completion. So I I don't think I mean, that's something we need to worry about. And whether that's in his father's guest bathroom or his own bed, I don't know yeah. what he's doing. Um, when I say moment of completion, I don't know what that means. Would I rather the Khan family than the Saudis? Yeah, because I don't mm. want the fucking Saudis near this. I don't want that money near this. I don't want to sports wash a dark regime, which is what this would be. There was a great article in Vulture, if anyone is looking to know more about that and everything that that investment fund has bought recently to soften the image of the Saudis, of the regime. I must, again, reiterate, it's the regime, not yep. the people. Disney, like, Mickey, come save us! Mickey! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like we're in the Hunger Games and I'm trying to walk calmly past the guards, but all I want to do is throw myself at the wall and be like, Mickey! And see if Mickey will come help us, but he won't help us. <laughs> if he helps us, it will be on his own terms. <laughs> Julian, Mickey cannot cash in the briefcase. He doesn't have enough fingers. He doesn't have enough fingers to climb the ladder and hold the briefcase (laughs) at the same time. Take the gloves off. The gloves are too thick. He's a cartoon character. He can just run up it. That's fair. He can run up the side. He doesn't even need the stairs. He can stretch his Um, arm out and grab it. Yeah, he's got cartoon physics on his side. Yeah, I see Goofy doing pretty well in the WWE. Oh, Goofy. Oh, yeah. Hyak would get so over. Hyak would be so over. Imagine Goofy and Otis in a tag team. (gasps) Chip and Dale taking the tag team division? Yes, please. Yes, please. His catchphrase is, you're yucked. (laughs) (laughs) But also, all of his promos are him training for wrestling and injuring himself. (laughs) Workout equipment. Just bring back those. That's the Goofy I love. From my childhood, which was recycled from several childhoods before me. Mm. Let's talk about other things that happened this week, okay? Let's just get out. We'll get out of the merger and talk about there were actual wrestling things. Dominic Mysterio now officially belongs to the streets. Pardon, man. <laughs> I told you he was for the streets. <laughs> from his time in the Who's Also, congratulations on getting real life engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet baby. Congratulations for real life, Dominic. And congratulations for fake life, Dominic, because it's the funniest fucking thing in the whole world. I slapped them awake and I asked them, we got a problem here? And that was that. That must have been a traumatic experience. I think this entire arena needs to give you a round of applause for sharing this perseverance of the human spirit. And, and now I really, truly know how Martha Stewart feels. It really is riveting television, isn't it? 
I this is my favorite thing about wrestling when they went from someone who what four months ago we were like get the fuck off my screen you yeah. terrible haircutted dickweed and now I'm like more please more of this more of this immediately yeah. more bandanas more pointing out he's wearing a $500 off-white shirt like more of this <laughs> it made me so happy don't Ugh. you find more often than not wrestling fans get it wrong more than they get it right oh I'm, myself included absolutely yep. yeah no no yeah. I'm saying talking yeah. about it like talking about me for sure I'm like oh, I don't like yeah. this person that I'm like they're great this is why I try so hard to give stuff time now because i'm an impatient human being i don't have sure. time for this shit yeah. but like more of this more of this yes alexa bliss is getting wyatized by uncle howdy we still don't know who uncle howdy is we have a very good idea it seems like the internet has figured it out like they're like they're pointing out where the villain is in a in a panto like in a pantomime <laughs> play they're like he's over he's behind the bush it's Bo Dallas. Look, I'm just saying, if you want a group of people who are not even the most qualified, but the most justified in being able to know whose dumper is in them jeans, it's going to be wrestling <laughs> fans because yeah. we always see the dumper. That's how, that's yeah. how we figured yeah. out it was MJF. It's always the dumper. <laughs> the dumper tells all. Uh, good news. <laughs> good news for Seth Rollins. Uh, his knee is not actually injured. He is fine. Ooh. He will continue. This is a work, which is great. Unfortunately, AJ Styles broken ankle. He'll be out for a while. Oof. So Oof. good, good and bad there. God, that's a rough fucking injury. She says as though she plays a sport. Yeah, man, it must really <laughs> suck to break your ankle. Yeah. Surely now Mia Yim inherits the leadership of the club, though. So Ooh. that's fine by me. Like, no. She's now the de facto leader of the club. Good with that. Hit Row have come back as heels or turned heel. They didn't come back. They've turned heel. I feel like this is, um, there's a pattern. Sometimes people are brought back in and the expectation is they're going to get a pop because people will think they never should have been cut. Hit Row definitely like lost something without Swerve. Like he was... Yeah. He kind of helped elevate everybody and make them better and also, like, provide a buffer for them to improve because he's always mm-hmm. there as part of it. But with them on their own, as baby faces, it never quite worked. No, and you can see the cracks. And it, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they were on NXT, and NXT is for training and for developing your skills and for getting better. Yeah. And all of us, when they got called up to the main roster, were like, they're really fun, but it's not time yet. Only Swerve, not you three. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not ready, I think it is easier to get where you need to be as a heel faction than as I a agree. face if you're not quite there. Because there's so many more things you can do as a heel where you can just be sneaky fuckers and it doesn't actually matter if you're like the best wrestler in the world because you're too busy being sneaky motherfuckers. Exactly. And people love that. Whereas exactly. if, you're, if you're faces and you bomb a move and then everyone has to make fun of you for three straight weeks on television, it's embarrassing. Whereas if you're heels, like, you don't care because you'll just beat the living shit out of that person. Yep. It, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. They made uh, lemonades out of those lemons. Yeah, exactly. If you bring them in as heels, then we have some, like, they're already sort of drafting off of the faces that they're beating up. So this is good. I Hopefully this will, as it is done for so many people, help take them to another level. I think so. I think the Brie especially is going to really take to this. It feels like this is what she was made for, like Mm -hmm. as a human in a lab. Like they made her Mm -hmm. to be like the Trixie one on this on this team. So I'm very excited about that. Also, man, yeah, top rope Dala is rough. 
Who boy, <laughs> that's not fair. He's done that move a million times, but you do it one time and you have a name like Top Dollar, it's going to be Top Rope Dollar now. Mean, and I do we not remember the Sinkara incident? <laughs> like yeah. it just it murdered that boy flat in one second. Oh, poor, poor boys. What? Flop <laughs> Dollar is what Julian Dollar. has written in the But yeah, the so I'm, I'm, I think that this is, like you said, going to be a really good move for them. And yeah. while they kind of get more comfortable on the main roster and Brie gets in some more of that good, good training, because she do, she needs it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And I just, yeah, I just think that their gimmick works so well with them as heels. Switching to AEW, we always get the news when someone is all elite. But here's some news of someone who is not all elite, and that is Mercedes Monet, as far as we know, refused to call you money as long as you have that accent in your name. Fix that, please. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I take it that you were never a fan of Tony, Tony, Tony? I love Tony, Tony, Tony. I love Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. How will only pronounce this accurately? Yeah. Tony, Tony. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Mercedes, huh? I know no. they'd already announced that it wasn't Mercedes. It was Tony. But I was Storm. like, maybe it's a Tony Stormy. Storm. Tony Storm. I thought maybe it was gonna be a swerve, and I'm like, well, maybe it's a double bluff, and maybe they was people had you know bought into it so soon that they're gonna double bluff us, and then she will come out, and I was like, oh, oh, oh I guess not. I guess not. What's the percentage chance that we see her in AEW before she stops wrestling in a year? I'm sure she will. I'm sure she'll cut. Like you know, it will at least she'll she'll get in like a like a small run or something. I'm sure. Why would you leave money on the table? Yeah. yeah. And also, I, why would I, why why would you leave Monet on the table? I also wouldn't show up for anything less than all out. Like I'm like I'm yep. sorry. I'm yep, coming yep, yep. to your like exactly. big deal pay per view for my big big payday, or I'm not coming at all, bitches. I'm not showing up on fucking dynamite. Like no. <laughs> Rampage? No. <laughs> yeah, Rampage. Oh my god, it's Rampage forever now. <laughs> Rampage. Rampage. A.W. Rampage. Rampage. I'm so yeah, sorry, no, everyone that's A-A-W. listening that doesn't enjoy us as much as we enjoy ourselves. <laughs> Look, it is early in the morning. Let us have this. <laughs> we, we, we were all on our first cup of coffee. A.A.W. A.A.W. Is that what they call it in France? Do they call it A.A.W.? It's actually called a wrestling with cheese. Um, Adam Cole is back (laughs) after after some time on the shelf thanks to concussion problems so it is good to see him back we don't want anyone injured we don't want that I love Adam I love Adam Uh, the elite are trios champions once again let's hope let's hope they can behave there's three of them so give them the belts that are three belts you know Kenny didn't have a belt for like a minute so um they had to give him some belts and Japan gave him a belt so then Tony had to give him a belt because that's how that works Mm -hmm. um so now he's got some belts again it's like how many belts some belts how many belts does Kenny need some belts He's got some. Kenny, some belts and mega. so happy. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, mania's coming up. Let's not remind him where else he could have gone. Let's give him some belts. Look, he just, he it's, it seems like he feels naked if he doesn't have at least two. Yeah. Which I'm fine with, but I know he likes to have 
some belts. Mm-hmm. Like, how many belts does Roman Reigns have right now? Two? Give him two. Can he get a third right? one? We've got, we'd, let's make a new one. Let's make another one. Give him three. He needs to have make more Make him look Roman like Mr. Reigns. T. Just, ri- just cover him <laughs> in belts. Yes. I pity the fool that carries all those belts. That's uh, right. It's, it's got to be tough on his lower back. He's not getting any younger. Maybe that's why he had to go in and get all those surgeries. It's just all True. from belt lifting. It was belt, belt related injuries. Yeah. Belt trauma. <laughs> we, feel, we feel for you. If you've got any thoughts on the fiction and reality of wrestling from this past week, and we know you do, you can tell us about them in our Facebook group and find us on all the socials via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we need to talk about Kevin. That's up next on Tights and Fights. <laughs> dark. That's dark as fuck. That's real dark. <laughs> J. Keith, do you know what I love more than the trivia, comedy, and celebrity guests on our podcast? Go fact yourself. No, what, Helen? Sharing all of those things with an actual audience. Yes, well, lucky for you, Go Fact Yourself is back to being a live audience show. Woohoo! Yeah, we've got a free recording coming up on January 15th in Los Angeles and February 11th in Pasadena. And if you can't make it there, all of our recordings will still be available as a podcast. Twice a month, every month on MaximumFun.org. Yeah, no excuses. So if you're not listening, you can go fact yourself. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford. Lindsay Kelk is on assignment. This week we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! WWE Donald. I love Kate! On a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? At the Royal Rumble, which is just breaths away, Kevin Mm. Owens will once again challenge for the WWE Universal title. Kevin has been with the company since 2014 and provided plenty of matches and championship moments over the years. I'm Kevin Owens, and I've been gone a little while, but I know there's more eyes on this show now than there's been in a long time, so I thought tonight... Tonight was the perfect opportunity to remind everybody in the back and everybody watching that this, this is still the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens, one of those guys, didn't know anything about him until he came to NXT because I uh, certainly at the time was not plugged into the independent scene or Ring of Honor or anything like that. But to see him... Hold Sammy up, then betray him, then win the NXT title, then show up and challenge John Cena. Like, he just was built for this. Has the skill set to just immediately plug into WWE and go, this guy is a star. Does everything. Does it all. If anybody out there doesn't know who I am, well, quite frankly, those people are simply not worth my time in the first place. Hold on one second. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to do this right. NXT champion, Kevin Owens. I know most people who come in and work somewhere else, especially that time in NXT, there are others that are sort Mm -hmm. of homegrown, but you sort of see people are like, oh, this is something they need to get better at for being on television specifically. 
and then once they do that, they're going to turn a corner. Like, you can sort of see where the holes are. He's like a watertight. It's like somebody put that flex seal on him. He's not <laughs> swinging a leak anywhere. And it's it's incredible. What what do you think about him, Danielle? Um, well, so I knew of him from um, just going to, like, PWG shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, various, like, tape trading groups I was in and stuff like that. Like you said, like, on the mic, he's amazing. He's obviously one of the best and considering that this is like not his first language and he kills it so well on the mic Mm -hmm. is ridiculous same for sammy him and sammy neither one of them this is their first language and they fucking murder it him and sammy obviously the they the fight forever since the indie days and will be until they hopefully have a uh reality show where they are two retired gentlemen living in the suburbs um because i want to watch it badly and uh (laughs) This was especially when I was like really into my like, oh, my God, the Young Bucks. Oh, my God, all these guys. Oh, my God, everything happening at PWG. And so like they would team up a lot and like he would have his own like version of the Bucks outfit. That's another thing that's really fun about Kevin is that like you can throw him in with any tag team and he just feels like he already belonged there (laughs) just because he is like so talented and he just gets gimmicks and things like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he moves like crazy you know he's one of those people where every time people are you know making fun of like kevin owens for being like too big or whatever i'm like you move like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) show me your knees move like that show me you get you know hops like that show me that you can do those flips because you can't again i'm one of those people who definitely feels like they were built for the business and but i think that that's he can get frustrating in that regard because he he's one of those people where it's like you know that you could put him in and heat him up at any time and so often it feels like he just winds up floundering mm-hmm. yeah it's the it's the dolph ziggler problem it's the dolph ziggler problem and it's like no you were made to main event <laughs> but he also has the ability not that dolph doesn't necessarily but kevin is really great at carrying a storyline like him making the entire ezekiel thing work as long as as he did, oh my god yeah he makes the product better just in general not just stuff he touches because he remembers and calls out and refers to things that have happened down the line the memory it's like almost like he's Approaching it with all the skill and knowledge of, profesh- of a professional wrestler, but also all the things the fans notice that are like, yes. hey, it's weird. How come this? How come you did this and then you were that? And he addresses that really. Like, that's, that's, there's a a skill to, you can't, it's not the 80s anymore. It's not even the 90s where you can pretend like everybody thinks it's real. Right. And you can just sort of hit the reset button and we'll just accept whatever fans because because the internet has led to, I would argue, an increase in the knowledge we have, but also even more an inflation in the sense of the knowledge we have that maybe Oof. may Oof. not be A true. Word. Say it. Um preach it. That we're like, this happened and that like, you know, we're we're all everybody's an expert on everything, especially the thing they're a fan of. Mm-hmm. And so you you're constantly you're you're Leonardo DiCaprio and once upon a time in Hollywood pointing it at the television <laughs> about stuff that seems inconsistent and he he plugs that he flex seals it. He's flex seal. That's what he is. He's the flex seal for the roster. You put him anywhere, he'll hold stuff together. And he plugs leaks. I find that a lot of the guys who have come from the indies, specifically during that moment when it really was like 
the Bullet Club show going from all of these different places. Like they're in New Japan this week, they're in Ring of Honor that week, they're in PWG this week and all over and having to keep those storylines consistent over the shows while also being like, hey, we got to keep reminding people kind of what's going on here because there's a chance that they missed a bunch of it because some of it did happen in Ring of Honor and some of it did happen here. I wonder if it's some of that training that makes him so good at like, being able to remember to acknowledge the history and put it into the context so that it like makes more sense and doesn't sound like, um, oh, I don't, I wonder why they chose that. I wonder why they chose that. Cause very often it feels like we as viewers are meant to put that together in our heads. And so I like when, instead of just coming out and explaining it, like a, like, you know, like Vince McMahon and gorilla on the mic, like, you know, bringing it up like in promos and stuff like that. I think that's a great a great way to handle that. Plus, I just yeah. like we like when WWE remembers things that happened and treats us like we remember things that happened and treat us like it's not like like we're just a kid looking at shiny keys. Like we are actually paying attention. Probably mm-hmm. too much. <laughs> Never. He has held a bunch of titles. Here's his resume just from his time with WWE. He was the NXT champion. He was the second ever Universal champion. He, he was also the U.S. champion, during which he was the new face of America. Mm. And he's also won the Intercontinental title, which means he's like a tag title away from a semi-Grand Slam. I guess he would have to have the World Championship now. I guess a Grand Slam would include... I don't know if it includes either title or... or I don't know how they're calculating it. Yeah, I he's... don't know. Here's the thing. When you name something the Universal title... Mm-hmm. You can't be like the the universe plus one. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. make fucking sense. It's universal. Yeah. It's meant to just be one thing. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> I, I, it seems like the plan, according to rumors, the plan is to split those titles up at some point before WrestleMania. Who knows if it happens or not? But I, I think it feels safe to say that Kevin Owens is not going to be the one who takes it off of, of oh. Roman Reigns. This is his second attempt to beat him since Roman has been champion. They have wrestled before. Either give them both to Sammy or keep them both on Roman if you're going to keep them together. And if you're going to split them apart, give one of them to Sammy. Okay, I'm done. Do you know how old Roman Reigns is? Uh, I want to say he's like 36. He's 37 years old. Very good guess. Damn. I would not have guessed that. I would have guessed he was a lot younger. Yeah, but you have to do brown math. Yeah, you like look at how old you think that he is and then you have to like take away a bunch or add a bunch. Has nothing to do with how he looks. It has to do with my memory of him. Like, oh, he's only been in WWE for like four years. Like I have no sense of time anymore. Right. Like it it occurs to me, oh yeah, he's been around since, what was it, 2012. I know, how fucking wild is that, right? So he he was 26 then. It still feels like the shield just happened sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's crazy to think he's been on the main roster for for 12 years and in the main title picture for what like 10 of those years him and kevin owens have always been i mean especially now especially like roman reigns and kevin owens now now that roman is like complete total package badass versus like kevin like i said i agree i don't think that kevin's gonna grab a title off of him again this was one of those ones where it was like you could kind of tell that they were thinking of going one way with the story, and then it became very, very clear that the you the Sammy that Sammy stays in the picture. Like it became very, very clear that like Sammy was kind of the one to start building stuff around. And so as soon as they did that, they did exactly like you said. They put on the flexi tape of like, okay, well, how are we going to make this work? What can we add to this? Oh, we just throw some Kevin Owens on it. Well, do you guys remember how his his Universal Title reign ended?
ended and how that kind of like they threw a wrench into everything that was happening with him because he was supposed to defend that title against Chris Jericho where Chris was going to win the win the championship going uh, out of WrestleMania. Yeah. Then they re- they decided that Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg needed That's the right. title. Yeah. So they swapped them over to a U.S. title kind of storyline where Kevin wins the title from Chris. And it's like, it, it's it's a weird thing. Like Kevin's never really gotten to like follow a, his top championship thing like and get and get that complete reign where he got yep. to see it all the way through from the beginning. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I, I blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely blocked that out. Oh, gross. Yeah, we've not seen him in a complete story as in as champion like all of it it look nobody has a perfect career right right like nobody had a perfect even ricky the dragon steamboat had to come back and blow fire in the early 90s like everybody has a moment where you're like oh that wasn't the best yeah but it also doesn't diminish the reason why it's disappointing in the case of a kevin owens is like oh he's so great he he could have made any of that work had it gone the way it, that that you wanted it to, but instead yeah. it becomes disappointing. That whole the Kevin Owens three sixty five is fascinating because he has that WrestleMania match and then comes backstage to Vince and he's like, and Vince was unhappy with it. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's like, we all right? No, no, no. Vince did not like the match. It wasn't what he was looking for. He wasn't happy about it at all. It was the first time I got back from the ring to Vince being so unhappy. And I took that as a failure. And so that puts him in the doghouse and he has to work his way back. And and uh, I don't remember that match being particularly bad. Like, it wasn't great. I feel like it wasn't, like, the worst match on the card. Especially when you're talking about a WrestleMania that ended with a lot of people booing... Uh, yep. Roman, and there were like a lot of I, I don't know because Vince didn't just think it was bad. He said like I remember the the language that Chris Jericho has used is that he heard Vince say that it was probably the worst match in WrestleMania history. Which you know one is probably just Vince yeah. being pissy because he's always like that. But that's still a wild thing to throw out there to one of the guys who's like legitimately been in your company for almost a decade now. You know <laughs> the worst <laughs> match in WrestleMania history. Don't make me take that bet, Vince. Yeah, you didn't watch Giant Gonzalez take on the Undertaker. <laughs> At WrestleMania 9? Come on. I loved it before the bell rang. That was great. Ridiculous. The Undertaker came out with that vulture on a stand. Anyway, (laughs) we asked you what you think about Kevin Owens out there in the Nation of Conversation. Here's what you said. A writing cat on Twitter said, The consistency he works into his storylines and how he'll remember his past and will acknowledge things he's done always amazes me. Especially whenever he acknowledges how bad a friend he used to be. There you go. <laughs> calling calling it out. It puts us on your side. Why would you ever be friends with Kevin Owens? Look, I get it. I want to be his friend too, but I know that he's yeah. going to betray me. Like the he will betray me to move up, uh, get a better fast pass at Disney. Like it's not <laughs> he don't even like me. He doesn't need a good reason. He's just going to betray you. <laughs> That's right. He's the Randy Orton of friendships. Mozo librarian says KO is my favorite. He's great on the mic, has a great move set and continually in his matches. To me, he's the epitome of wrestling dad and seems so relatable. We even mm. talked about how enjoyable he is to watch as a dad and zoo enthusiast. <sighs> like, loves his kids, has done, has gone out of his way on uh, on Twitter to, like, 
reach out to fans, also trash yes. fans who are being dumb. Like he gives you the full range of he is both himself and his character at the same time. And it's really impressive to pull that off. Yeah, it's a hard, like, that is like a razor's edge right there. And, like, I yeah. don't think that there are many people. Because there are some people I see who try to, like, who try to do both. And it's just, like, it doesn't, it just makes your Twitter, I mean, for, for it makes your Twitter into kind of like a, uh, where we can tell, like, oh, this is the business account. And that this is tweeting from the business angle. And this is tweeting mm-hmm. it themselves. And for most people, it, it, it's a very clear line of, like, delineation so when kevin owens does it it's like oh like you've mended to blend this and actually make this feel like the twitter account of one person not one person and an llc one of the best twitter accounts in the world when it comes to roasting people who try to get them <sighs> yes so good also so cats good. i like when he shows us the cats yeah and cats Demullet on twitter said the first time i ever saw him was when a friend dragged me to a house show before i was a fan and he was fighting sammy he got the entire crowd chanting USA, USA, even though both of them are Canadian. That's the magic so of Kevin Owens. If you want to share your thoughts on KO, the prize fighter, visit us on any of our social network accounts via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey there, it's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Lara House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get tiny! Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... And Julian Burrell. Now it's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the Trois Count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over? I would like to put over this newfound uh, appreciation of people online and on the internet learning that not every scoop that you see is real. I feel like we had all already covered this and that you can't always like, not every person who claims they have a scoop is like telling the truth and not every person who do, you know, who doesn't is lying. Like, I feel like we all were getting really good at our internet reading comprehension because it is something different. And then things like this story where everyone's like, Mercedes is showing up and everyone else is like, we don't know that. And then like, she doesn't. Granted, now a lot of that was hyped by people who do not work for AEW. A lot of it was hyped by like, like I said, online Mm -hmm. scoopsters and tipsters and blah, blah, blah. But I will say that like Tony Khan really should have like made sure if you're going to play into that, you got to give people something. You can't just like play into it because you know, that's the rumor. All that being said, yeah, I'm I'm going to put over now. Everyone's like, well, no, I can't believe anything. And, you know, they told us this and blah, blah. And it's like, scoopers don't promise you anything. Like, you can't sue them because, like, Mercedes didn't come out. Uh, But what you can do is from now on learn that some, you know, to take uh, scoops with a grain of salt. 
And it seems like the IWC has finally learned that. It, but, you know, we'll see what happens in a year when we have to learn it again and again and again and again. And again, again, again. We really need to have the fake news talk, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, I feel like uh, the IWC just went through puberty. I think it's hard because wrestling is one of the only places where they will explicitly tell you this is not happening. And yes. then everybody will be like, okay, but what if that means it, do- it is happening? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. No, I get it. I love speculating. Speculating is super fun. It's just that, like, I, I think that we all have to, as fans of wrestling, we've all had to, like, manage our expectations so that, like, let them disappoint us. Don't let me disappoint myself because they didn't do the thing that mm-hmm. I thought they should do. <laughs> I disappoint myself in other ways daily. <laughs> I don't need yeah. that, too. Julian, what would you like to put over? The, the thing that I'm going to talk about came to prominence while we were on uh, break, while we were over uh, winter holiday and uh, going through the end of the year. So a longtime listeners on this show might remember that our good friend Mike Eagle had a segment that he called Fashion Corner, <laughs> talk about wrestler fashion. And you know what? Uh, I think that there's a great Twitter account that has taken that to the next level. It is at WWE Worst Attires. Hell yeah. Oh, I love that account. Oh my God, that's so good. Oh my God, that's so good. definitely blown up over the last few months. There have been some terrible, terrible outfits over the course of wrestling. Some of these aren't, like, you know, they'll showcase things like the uh, the Shawn Michaels brown Oof. pants that he wore in his, in his mm-hmm. uh, that he won the World Heavyweight Championship in. The Mantar outfits where he, you know, would wear a singlet and a big old Mantar head. Yeah. We have uh, Kurt Hawkins wearing a big green onesie that makes him look like a giant highlighter when he came to the ring. Just a lot of terrible That's outfits amazing. over the history of WWE. Some people, of course, you know, they'll showcase one and they'll be like, that one's not that bad. And even in the end, it's just like, so just, you know, it's just fun, though. Even if it's not bad, it was distinct and weird enough to remember. Yes. So just uh, so, yeah, like I said, the account, because you probably already forgot, is at WWE Worst Attires. Just it'll bring a little bring a little sparkle of joy to your timeline as you see people speculating about who WWE is going to sell to. I would like to put over uh, a picture that I saw on the Internet. I know it sounds crazy. You can see pictures on the Internet. Our friend RJ City has a Twitter account. You might be aware of that. He posted a picture of himself with uh, Ken Jong recently where they are for sure standing in the same room. However, the uncanny valley takes over and I can't tell if RJ is photoshopped in or Ken is photoshopped in <laughs> or they're both photoshopped into a background. That's just how the lighting works out, but go find that that picture and then see if you can figure out if they are actually in the same room because I do have questions. It does look like one or both of them was photoshopped in. And yet I don't think RJ is lying. I do think the two of them know each other and and have probably been friends through the comedy circuit or through uh, Ken being a fan of wrestling. Who knows? Who knows how they know? Ken one was another, on. But... Um, he was on AEW. He had like a yeah. little thing on AEW. So so I, I just um, I can't figure out if they were actually in the same room. <laughs> and maybe somebody who works for an investigative unit or works in Photoshop <laughs> a lot can tell me the level of trickery that I'm looking at, or maybe the only trick is in my brain. And that is what friendship truly is. <laughs> You're so silly. I'm so silly. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. 
You can find my voice in all sorts of things. No, I'm not Modoc in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Is there a part of me that hoped maybe I would be asked because I played Modoc in Squirrel Girl? Sure, but I have a Modoc toy on my desk, and that's the most important part of all. Yes, uh, it is. You can also find me in popular video games of the moment, <laughs> future things coming out that I can't talk about yet. You can follow me at Hal Lublin for all the great content I do, like TikToks, where I just show rain hitting my window. You're welcome. Danielle? My towel's gone cold. I'm wondering why. <laughs> Get out of bed. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> That's all I can think of when I think of rain hitting a car. Because I don't associate cars with driving because I don't do that. Um, <laughs> um, what do I have got going on? Yeah, just follow me on Twitter. I've got projects coming up. If you like watching me slang them dice you're gonna get some chances to watch me slang some dice this year so stay tuned and i will let y'all know oh and watch honest trailers please because that's how i get paid that's right and also lindsay has got books go buy them go read them all why would you deny yourself these things christmas wish Wrong. christmas wish is out christmas wish is out come on i don't know if i said it Our- like a camilla cabello <laughs> yeah christmas <laughs> our, our producer is mercedes panay William Burrell, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find them in the show notes. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. Put us on your back. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported